Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. All right, welcome back to Inside Sources. I'm Ethan Millard filling in for, uh, well, filling in for the man himself. So I really appreciate you uh, tuning in. Boyd's out, and and I, I should check on this. But if I'm right about this, I'm actually very proud. This is a very proud moment for me because I think that I'm locking down KSL's last live talk show of the year. Now, don't quote me on that because I don't, strictly speaking, I don't exactly know the rest of the live schedule for KSL, but I think it might be me. And boy, I think that's pretty awesome. All right. We're going to move on here, though, quickly. We're going to set aside the Putin and Biden phone call expected for tomorrow. We're going to set that aside for now because we're going to catch up now with Alex Stone. He's an ABC News correspondent and a very frequent visitor to KSL News Radio. And Alex, we want to talk with you about how the CDC today is being forced to defend their new new policy on testing and this new Omicron uh, variant. So why don't we start with just the basics, Alex, and describe for us exactly what this new CDC recommendation is. Hey there, Ethan. Yeah, so uh, this has been a big thing over the the last uh, 48 hours or so. The, The CDC coming out and saying, if you test positive, but you have no symptoms, vaccinated or not, that you can isolate for five days uh, and then you're good to go, that you don't need to take a test uh, when you're up with those five days. If you're asymptomatic, that then you can go back to living your life with a mask for five more days, but, uh, but you can come out of isolation. And a bunch of doctors uh, have been saying, well, wait a second, that this doesn't make any sense, that why not uh, take another test to confirm that, that you're negative after you've gotten a positive, that we don't really have the science yet to know how long it takes everybody to stop uh, being uh, able to, to spread the, the, the virus, especially with Omicron, that we don't know much about it right now. Uh, and there have been some very big names. President Trump, Surgeon General, came out yesterday and said no way. Uh, he said even within the CDC that, that they are going to be having their families test to, to be done with isolation. Uh, he says he respects the CDC, but this is a horrible decision. And uh, well, here, I'll just play for you. Dr. Ashish uh, Jha over Brown University, he's uh, among the doctors saying the same. Yeah, I actually think it would help a lot if we did a- ask uh, people to get a negative test as well. Uh, it would actually make a big difference. So uh, I don't know why the CDC did not put that in. Yeah, so the CDC is today on the defensive answering a, a lot of this. And Dr. Rochelle Walensky, the, the director, um, she is trying to explain. She says that they do have science. We know one of the studies was out of Nebraska uh, it was only six people, which is where doctors also say you can't put all of this on six family members and how long it took them to spread it. 
Um, but she says they have science that they believe uh, after three or four days that you're not likely going to spread uh, the, uh, the Omicron variant, but really any variant, um, at, at that point. And, well, here, here's how she's defending herself to ABC today. You know, we had a, a lot of science to inform our decisions, and it was science in many different areas. The first was, how does the virus work? How is viral decay happening? And we do know that the vast majority of viral transmission happens in those first five days, somewhere in the 85 to 90 percent range. So we're really talking, if you can isolate for those first five days, that would be great. Now, part of this also seems to be to not tank the economy, that you got airlines saying, look, we need our workers back, that they, they have tons of canceled flights, even today again, uh, because of Omicron, and that they have a, either they've got it or they've been exposed to somebody, and then that they're out for uh, 10 days. So you've got that. And waiting for a negative test could hold people out for a very long time right now in yeah. many areas of the country where they're really hard to get. The other two points that she makes, one is that they said some PCR tests can come back positive for 12 weeks after you've gotten oh, the virus geez. and it's still slight <laughs> amounts in your body that, that then you would be out for a long time and then now uh, that's something that we haven't heard a lot of people have but she says right. that, that can happen uh and then uh, another part being that tests are so hard to find that you may get a lot of people in certain areas of the the country saying well i can't come back because i don't have a, a negative test and then the last point uh that, that she says is they had to come to some agreement here because they know a lot of people do not and are not listening to what the CDC says. That yeah. their feeling is, well, maybe five days is doable for people. That when they said 10 days, that only about a third of people were adhering to that, that they would get COVID and then continue their lives. Um, that they're hoping that by saying five days, people will say, okay, I can do that. So part of it is that they know that a lot of people are ignoring the CDC and they're trying to come up with something that, uh, that would allow people to listen. And it's been interesting to see this kind of labor management element, too, as you as you indicated. A lot of businesses are trying to get their workers back, trying to get things going again, especially the airlines. In fact, Alaska Airlines has asked customers to rebook flights if they've got flights before January 2nd and they're flexible. Just because we've had so many cancellations because of the Omicron variant hitting these flight crews. But one of the biggest... Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, one group that's been the most uh, among the most prominent fighting against this new CDC guideline has been the flight attendants, that they have not liked this at all, that they would prefer what they feel like is the safer, older protocol. Yeah, they uh, yeah, they've been very supportive of masks. Uh, they have uh, they're supportive of the the 10 days. They're kind of in line with a lot of doctors, a lot in the medical community saying, uh, you know, as much as the CDC says everything is about science, that they don't feel like there's a lot of science behind this decision, that this is more about uh, the economy and, and adhering to what uh, businesses are saying needs to be done. Um, but the CDC is standing by it. And to your point on Alaska, yeah, they've, now they've also been hit by really bad weather in the Pacific Northwest. So they've kind of had a one-two punch. But Omicron is what is, or COVID in general, what is impacting uh, them and other airlines as well. Delta, obviously, very big to, to Salt Lake. Uh, they've been canceling a ton of flights. Uh, they're one of the, the top cancellation airlines today that uh, the airlines just cannot pull out of this. About 1,000 flights canceled again today, 1,400 yesterday, 1,500 yeah. the day before. Uh, and as long as their flight crews are out because they've been exposed or they've got it, uh, that they say they're just not going to be able to pull out of it. Yeah, it's been a big problem. I went out to the airport last night to pick up uh, some family members that were due in just before midnight, and uh, I didn't have them fully picked up with luggage and everything else until about 2. 
a.m. And oh, so it was uh, oh, you're a, a late night. <laughs> A, re- a really late night. And uh, boy, this is such interesting information, Alex. And I know this this part is kind of outside the scope of your of your story, but I feel like we're going to kind of continue to see this even because I feel like we're starting to see kind of light at the end of the tunnel. But when we get new information, even when it's good information, we process it in two ways. There is the intellectual side. OK, we can make changes to the protocol. But there's also the emotional side. And we have had to tiptoe around this for so long that I don't know. Alex, if we're emotionally ready for good news, because I think anyone would look at this uh, going from 10 days to five day quarantine as objectively great news. But boy, we're not I don't think we're ready for it yet. Setting the science aside, we're also not emotionally ready for it, I don't think. Yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously you would get a lot more of a sign off on it if if there was uh, kind of more uh, that that everybody saw as, oh, that makes uh, sense. You know, we just got some new numbers a few minutes ago that the federal numbers have come out. We're now at 277,000 new cases a day. That breaks the all-time pandemic record. It was 240,000 yesterday. Numbers are a little bit skewed because of them coming in at certain times over the, the holidays and coming in all at once. But the uh, as of this moment, one in three American or uh, three Americans, sorry, are uh, are testing positive for covid uh, I believe every minute. I was just going to double yeah. check that number. That it, uh, or is it every second? No, it is every second. Three Americans testing positive every second right now, on average. So the, the numbers yeah. are not good. Yeah. All right, Alex Stone. Great job. Thank you so much. This is excellent information. Alex Jones, ABC News correspondent, is joining us to talk about uh, these new COVID guidelines and the CDC on the defensive today. We're going to grab a quick break, and we got more of inside sources when we return. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.